Luka Doncic, Team LeBron win in Elam ending fashion the All-Star game and uh, by far the highlight of the weekend. Let's recap the weekend and eight memorable quotes that are takeaways from the weekend. Coming up next. Coming up next. Be helpful if I hit the actual button. And this is locked on Mavericks If you don't believe, you shouldn't be here. Welcome to Locked On Mavs. This is one of your co-hosts, Isaac Harris, contributor at Mavs.com. And today. I'm riding solo for today's pod because Nick is traveling. He's traveling back to Dallas. And uh, I know he caught most of the game. He missed out on some of the weekend. And he missed out. I'm pretty sure he missed out on Saturday. And I'm like, I don't even know if he should go back and watch it, to be honest. But today I want to recap. And I'm going to recap it in a way where we're going to talk about eight quotes from the weekend. Eight quotes that I think are like the storylines, or at least some storylines I think Mavs fans can care about. Uh, to where we're not breaking down you know, who's doing the best out of timeout plays in the all-star game that a lot of people didn't care about until the last few minutes. This pod is brought to you by betonline.net. Today's episode has you covered, actually betonline has you covered this season with more props, odds, lines than ever before. BetOnline, where the game starts. I do want to give a shout out to somebody who's not listening to this pod and won't, won't listen to this pod for a very long time, is my daughter. My daughter turned two yesterday on sunday and i tweeted about this but i share this because my favorite thing i've written i've freelanced for the mavs at mavs.com for past like i don't know four or five years and my favorite thing i ever got to write was a girl dad piece and it's been the pin tweet on my twitter if you haven't gotten to read it go read it i share it every year every year the past two years uh, on my daughter's birthday, but I, I basically just talked to all the girl dads on uh, the Mavs uh, leading up to uh, our girl being born uh, two years ago. So anyway, it was a fun piece to write. Talked to JJ Barea, Seth Curry, Dorian, uh, a lot of the girl dads on the team. And um, yeah, it was a fun story. I go back and read it and it brings up all the emotions. And it's a, one of the biggest blessings uh, for me in my life to be a dad to my little girl and, and my boy, uh, my boy, Rome. We watched uh, a lot of the all-star stuff this weekend. It was a lot of fun. But y'all don't care about my family life, probably. Let's talk about this weekend. So before I get into eight quotes, I was going to do 10, but then I was kind of reaching. And uh, so we just I just landed on eight. Let's just talk about the weekend as a whole. So um, let's just start with Saturday night. Because in no no sense of going in chronological order here, um, but Saturday night dunk contest, um, three point shootout. It is the skills challenge. Which skills challenge? I mean, I felt like Doctor Strange trying to figure all this stuff out. And it's like let me like all the stuff written on paper, and you know, there's always people in the skills challenge. It's like too cool for school. I'm like, why are you even doing this if you just want to try and just hey, you don't even care. Uh, but it was cool. It's cool seeing Giannis and his brothers out there doing their thing. Um, cool. Um, then we get the three-point shootout. I, I have to save the town's quote. I, I got just a, a few thoughts on it. Um, he's not the greatest big <laughs> shooting big man ever. Breaking news from a Mavs podcast, especially. Um, that 
that part is hilarious to me. I mean, it's absolutely funny. A guy that's been in the league um, about as long as TikTok has been relevant, and now he's the greatest uh, shooting big man. Anyway, get to the second round, brah. So I'll touch, touch on that a little bit. Then we get to the dunk contest. It, it felt like the dunk contest almost took over everything of All-Star Weekend because of how bad it was. And I don't – it was not enjoyable. Let's just get that out of the way. I don't think it was as bad as like, you know, once again, social media will play stuff up. Um, it was it was pretty bad, but it wasn't as bad as what I think some people were pointing out to be. And it wasn't as bad as like when it was in the moment and people were just like even the broadcasters. I think Kirk even had a point on this on on Twitter during is like, all right, if if I'm calling this, I at least want to like try to make it somewhat enjoyable instead of just like kind of leading people down the path of hey, this is bad. Um, but it was bad. So there you go. I don't know what the fix is. I mean, the fix is you get better, you know, bigger names, um, better dunkers in the spot. So much of the dunk contest depends on getting it right the first time, maybe the second time. And they just, I mean, and you got to ask yourself this, what's the, what's the return on investment for, you know, for the big names out there? Like, why, why do they do it? Why, like, why would they, like, what do you have to gain if you're already a star? It's like, all you're gonna, all you're doing is risking if you if you don't hit this highest of highest bars of success in the, in the dunk contest, then you're just gonna be laughed at on social media, and it's just like you're just gonna be made fun of. So I almost I almost understand why some of these players don't do it because it's like you don't really have a ton to gain, right? So um, it just kind of sucks because I think you know people that. If you're listening to this, you're around my age, you grew up with MJ and you, you remember like the Vince Carter 2000 dunk contest was the greatest moment. I love that all-star weekend and him and T-Mac and Francis and stuff. It's like, I, I just love every bit of that. But even I used to, I do, I still have this gigantic all-star like dunk contest poster that is probably worth a decent amount of money, but it has all these like guys who've won the dunk contest over the years. And you're looking at, you know, Spud and Dominique and, gosh, Larry Nance and D Brown, some of these guys, and it's like, you watch all this footage and you're like, man, this is a lot of fun. Some of these big names were in there. MJ, of course we know. So uh, hopefully they figure that stuff out. I don't know what the answer is, but it all led to all-star game on Sunday. It feels like it's kind of reversed. I feel like when I was younger, it was the all-star. It was like Saturday night was the biggest night. And it was a lot of fun. And it was like, hey, this is the night. You don't do anything that night because the All-Star game is just going to, okay, it'll be kind of fun. Like people, they'll try the last like two minutes. But now I feel like it's almost reversed. I'm almost looking forward to the All-Star game now, especially that last quarter or so, especially with some of the changes like the Elam ending. Uh, it was incredible. I feel like it has a very high approval rate among fans. And I love the last few minutes. I love that Jared Allen is in there bodying up Joel Embiid and hustling. I love I love seeing guys hustle in that game. And to bring it back to Luka Doncic, we'll obviously talk about him and some of these quotes coming up in these uh, these next segments. But um, Luka is the definition at All Star Weekend of I'm just here so I don't get fined. Okay, because. Luca is so chill. Luca is just like, I'm just let me get some cardio in. I'm still working on, you know, trying to get the, exactly where I want to be shape wise, even though he's lost the pounds. He's, he's gotten there. He's looking good. Um, it's just a time for him to, you know, have some bro time with uh, Jokic. I mean, 
I joked about it, but I mean, I feel like every all-star weekend now is that they probably just exchange in text and like, Hey, you ready to hang out this weekend? And it's just their thing. Like, I don't know what he did on, you know, Saturday night, but I, if I had assumed it was probably just their families hanging out and just like, Hey, we're just going to hang out together and chill. Like I didn't see them at the Saturday night festivities and all of that. But, um, Lucas is there to have, have a good time, do his thing, practice, um, watch, watch their live practice thing on NBA TV on Saturday. And he's just, you know, out there having fun. Him and Jokic chatted up all the time. And of course, anytime a clip is shared of them laughing and chatting, um, the Twitter sphere wants to jump on it and it's like, hey, like, I mean, I can't help it. We would love to see them play together uh, one day, but uh, we'll see. We'll see what that looks like. They're obviously friends and um, we can all just imagine what that would look like later on down the road. But let's uh, let's take a quick break and then let's talk about I didn't even get to talk about the 75 anniversary. Actually, let me say this real quick. 75 uh, 75th anniversary. I've been looking forward to this so much uh, because I, I think a lot of you guys out there have seen so many clips. I, I was pretty small whenever the 50th, you know, and all of that uh, happened. I mean, I vaguely remember it, but it was just, you see all these pictures, the, the jackets and everything. I was kind of confused of the whole like jacket special. They ran heading into it. I'm like, Oh cool. They're going to wear all these really cool jackets. Then they didn't. And it's like, okay, y'all wore some just Navy blue uh, blazers. Awesome. But it's just so cool to see royalty out there in the basketball world. And so many people obviously are missing uh, or unfortunately have passed on. Um, you know, a lot of people who couldn't be there. But just to see so many of those guys out there, Dr. J and Kareem. I mean, how adorable was Kareem? And he's just smiling, hook shot and stuff. Uh, hated that, you know, Bill Russell couldn't be there. But um, obviously seeing Dirk, I mean, anytime we see freaking Dirk anywhere, we just start minds and hearts melt um and yeah it's just you know I, I couldn't help to think i'm like all right luca do the do the math here luca's gonna be 47 whenever he gets his you know jacket and he's part of the hundredth uh celebration <laughs> and uh which what will luca be doing when he's 47 years old will he I, I posed this question on twitter a lot of people responded with some very funny answers um he could still be getting buckets at Real Madrid or something like I, I could see that. I don't know what Luca will be doing at 47, but biggest surprise in the night, MJ showing up. We all saw the picture of him at the Daytona 500 NASCAR race. I'm like, dang, he really picked that over this and uh, bam, he comes out last. He wasn't in any of the pictures or any of the, the uh, social promotion for it, you know, uh, on Twitter and stuff before the game and all that. And then bam, he just shows up and it feels like a surprise to people. You just can't have like you could, but it would take away so much to not have the greatest player to ever play your sport at, you know, at this. And uh, just to see his presence, I have a quote uh, from him about Luca later on uh, when they embraced. So we'll talk about that. But uh, love seeing MJ. I thought the music choice was a little odd. I thought they would go like with a little, uh, um climatic music of like hey we're gonna make this like gladiator type of feel of like this really like prestigious thing and they're just jamming kind of the during the whole thing and then it was just like kind of this like weird ending whoop to the commercial break so anyway that's my only uh nitpick of that it was just cool seeing all the guys there let's take a quick break and then we'll be, be back to talk about some quotes from the weekend uh, that I think we'll all be talking about over the next few days. This pod is brought to you by Built Bar. 
it's this time of the year that, that I've pretty much given up on all my New Year's resolutions. Kind of, kind of. I haven't given up on all of them, but not this year. I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right, thanks to Built Bar. It's almost almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. I really, honestly, do. I have a little basket in my pantry with them. Have you tried the puffs? No. If you haven't, if you haven't, you're missing out. I'm missing out, obviously, on Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat, and they're and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Go to Built.com. Scroll down the macros chart. You'll be blown away. High protein, low calories, high fiber, low carbs. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, four net carbs. Like this, it's pretty dang impressive. They have a ton of flavors. We talk about this all the time. Brownie, coconut, coconut, almond. Uh, go on there. Look at the CVS receipts of flavors for Built Bar. Go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. <clears throat> okay. Let's talk about some quotes. I have eight quotes. Let's talk about the first one. We have a couple from LeBron because... Obviously, LeBron, I mean, LeBron wasn't going to come back to Cleveland and say, hey, I'm not going to get some uh, get some pub out of this, right? We're, I'm not going to uh, not going to get some, a little bit of light. LeBron says this about his son. My last year will be played with my son, LeBron said to the athletic. Wherever Bronny is at, that's where I'll be. I would do whatever it takes to play with my son for one year. It's not about the money at that point. Now, I feel like you can kind of separate this quote. We all seen this quote over the weekend. You kind of separate, right? You, you put it in one category as far as a family man. I've always praised the heck out of a LeBron as a family man. And to, for him to say this, and, and it would be in a, a really, really cool moment to see a guy, anytime you ever see it in like baseball, King Griffey, King Griffey Sr. Uh, I can't think of a, another one on top of my head. There's been a few other. Anytime you could ever see this, it's such a unique thing. But to see this on the NBA court, like it would be wild to see. And honestly, I would, I honestly want to see it. Okay. Um, you all know how big of a LeBron fan I am. So to see that, I think would be really cool. Also, put it in another category of saying, man, kind of sucks for him of like, now it's not even going to be about your talent as a player, I don't know what he could, I mean, some people say second round pick. Some people say undrafted. Some people say, Oh, he could be a, like a borderline first. He still has a lot to, he still has a couple years. So that, you know, how can he improve his odds? All of that. Um, now you're going to be, Hey, wherever you go, they're basically not drafting you for you, bro. They're drafting you for your dad, even though he's gonna be like, what? 47. I don't even know how old he's going to be. Um, then there's a whole other world of like, what will teams be doing? To, to do this, even if, I mean, obviously LeBron isn't LeBron like right now, but like two years from now, let's just say he's, I don't know, 50% of what he is now. Like, play, like franchises would still want him just for the marketing angle. So I'm, I'm fascinated to see what comes of this because how much will this test LeBron and his word on this? If Minnesota comes in hot and says, Hey, we'll take Bronny with like the eighth pick and are like, Whoa, Okay. Get the get the coats back out from your Cleveland days. So is that going to happen? Like I, I'm so fascinated by this. Will a team really reach? Will what owner steps in and like we're we're reading the story about a certain owner overriding a front office and saying I want LeBron here, so take this guy in the draft. Um, 
I don't know if an owner would do that. Will a small market owner do that? Like, I'm just, I'm fascinated by this. It could determine some, I, I don't know. Pretty cool scenario for him and this family. Fascinating for the NBA. LeBron also says this, quote number two about Luca. The way he plays the game reminds me of the way I play the game. We're triple-double threats. <laughs> Love LeBron saying we. Um, kind of funny. We're triple-double threats. We rebound. We pass, which is, <clears throat> which is the number one thing on our mind. And we'll put 40 on you too if you disrespect us. Uh, it is a pretty cool quote from LeBron. I joke because he you know turns into saying we. Um, he's one of the greatest players to ever play the game. I mean, he's a top five player of all time. Um, so when you have a guy like that say that Luca is like him and like he plays like me, and all, like that, and he and it's true. Like the when you try to compare Luca to any other <clears throat> type of players. Uh, throughout NBA history, you try to find the greats out there. You're like, who can Luca resemble? It's like you're looking at like a LeBron. You're looking at uh, a Pete Maravich. You're looking at a, a Magic Johnson. Like you're looking at these kind of these bigger ball handling guards, Fords that can. I mean, it's just it's so hard to to, to put a guy out there, a name out there for Luca. But LeBron welcoming that comparison. It's like, yeah, I mean, we compare the rookie seasons all the time, like their first like three or four years in the league. Uh, Luca, LeBron stacked up like they are very similar in that fashion. So I thought it was a really cool quote from LeBron. We know LeBron has a lot of respect for Luca. He, you know, he drafted him first in the all star draft. And as far as reserves go, he picked Luca over Chris Paul. He picked Luca over Jimmy Butler. He picked Luca over all the other reserves out there, even Rudy Gobert. As shocking as that is. And yeah, they have a lot of mutual respect for each other. Hopefully, um, they never play with each other outside of the All-Star game or maybe in Dallas. All right, let's talk about Adam Silver real quick. Adam Silver Presser. Um, okay, there are a couple things he said. I watched this. I, I want to save the media one for this third segment. Um, he took a couple questions, one from Mark Stein, one from Howard Beck. Howard Beck wrote a piece on Sports Illustrated. Howard Beck, friend of the pod, go read his piece. Uh, but basically, Silver was asked a couple of times. I mean, he asked a handful of times about the Harden Simmons you know, thing. I'm sure it's on YouTube. Go watch the, uh, the presser. It's always good to see when Silver takes these press conferences. I, even though I wanted him to take a question about expansion, he, he didn't. So I was kind of bummed about that because we need Louisville, Kentucky to get that NBA team. But anyway, he's asked about player movement. Silver says, I don't want to pretend standing here that I have some secret idea that I know can fix that problem. He recognizes it's a it's a problem when it comes to it's not even on player movement when it comes to like trade demands. And he was asked specifically about that situation and how, yeah, he's not the fan. He's not a big fan about players getting paid and they then they're not playing paid for not playing. Um, this has been I feel like it's been an ongoing thing, but it's something he fired back on and actually disagreed with Howard Beck in the sense of he's like, no, I don't think it's a new problem. I don't think it's as bad now as ever. And he even said, he said, I think social media plays into it because we know all the trade demands now to where back in the day. So people used to request trades and stuff all the time. We just didn't hear about it all the time. So I think he does have a point with that. Um, there things so publicized now through, through media that obviously we hear more about things. We hear more about all the different rumors and demands and all of that. So um, I don't know what the, the I mean, I feel like they've tried to do things over the year, the fifth year of the super max. Um, I feel like if a player just wants to leave, they're going to find a way to leave. Like, I mean, it's just, it's part of it. Like, but, but money, money talks. 
and we've seen the money that a Giannis can get in Milwaukee. We've seen, you know, these rookie contracts. There's a reason why a rookie uh, at Luca's level, at Trey Young's level, has not, you know, walked away from that money. We'll see what happens with Zion, but still, it's just like well, players aren't turning down that money. It's that it's that next contract after that that everybody looks at and wonders, hey. What are you going to do? Because then it might not be all about the money. Let's take a quick break and then we'll get into a few more quotes. This pod is brought to you by betonline.net. Football might be over for this season. That's kind of sad, but basketball's in full steam. If you bet on the all star game, I, okay, or the dunk contest, if you bet on the dunk contest, I'm sure there's a phone number we you can call. But I have a basketball is at full steam for both pro and college hoops. March Madness coming up. Let's go. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where, where, where the next fired coach is going to land, betonline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, UFC, odds right to the Olympic coverage and information. Shout out if you're betting on the Olympics. Bet online where the game starts. All right, guys. Fully transparent moment. This was embarrassing. I just, so I, listen, I was live. I went live on the Locked On Cowboys YouTube channel last night or whenever you're watching this. And so the first like two and a half segments, I was live on the Cowboys YouTube channel. And there was like 40 something seconds of me. You could see like behind the scenes of me getting very frustrated uh, of starting off the pod. And um, then I, then my phone started getting texts. I started getting DMs from people saying, hey, what are you doing? And I clicked the little chat button on this uh, amazing service that we use to do these pods. And uh, there are Cowboys fans in the chat saying, what is going on? So you know what? Um, a lesson for everybody out there. If you're on any platform that can go live on any type of channels, um, make sure you hit all the right buttons at first. Shout out, Locked On Cowboys. Uh, Locked On Mavs, your first listen. Locked On Cowboys, your second listen today, if you want to hear me uh, a second time. All right, let's talk about a few things. Let's talk about the Towns thing. So, uh, Carl Anthony Towns um, says that he's the greatest shooting big man ever. Shout out to his three-point contest uh, performance. Did great. Set shot is amazing. For the competition because your legs don't get tired uh and he's got good form he is in a, a great shooter um but my man you got to do it a little bit longer in the league before you can claim that you are uh the best all time is the best uh best <laughs> shooting big man ever i laugh about it because i think it is very comical and of course some people want to jump with him and like yeah he is i'm like all right come on this guy um, just reminder, Dirk is top six, uh, top 10 all-time uh, leading scorer in the league. Carl Anthony Towns, you got a little bit to go in that. Um, Dirk has played a little bit over a 1,000 more games than Carl Anthony Towns, so uh, shout-out uh, to uh, Carl Anthony Towns and Dirk. Uh, Dirk has <laughs> – this is great. This is really good. Carl Anthony Towns, six seasons in the league, shooting above 38% from three. Dirk Nowitzki, 14 seasons. In the NBA that he shot above 38% from three, uh, Dirk has shot more seasons uh, above 38% from three than Carl Anthony Towns has years he's been playing basketball. So let's uh, let's slow it down a little bit. And the cherry on top, Dirk has done it at the biggest stage uh, of the NBA. So Carl Anthony Towns, 
let's uh, get a little bit more hair on your chest, a little bit more NBA experience, and uh, let's get a little bit farther in the playoffs before you want to claim uh, you're the best shooting big man in the league. But you did great. Um, shout out. Look up the 2002 first round series, um, Mavs, Timberwolves. So uh, let's talk about the CJ McCollum Zion quote real quick. Uh, CJ McCollum is being interviewed by the TNT crew, and uh, he, he gives a quote. It's kind of a longer quote, but the uh, the pull from that said he said that he has not talked to Zion yet. Uh, what a quote from that! Just because, I mean, we we have all read the stories about uh, about towns about Zion and New Orleans, and uh, for them to make a trade like that to bring CJ McCollum into the team. Uh, a big name. Um, I mean, one of the bigger names that's played on their team for a while and the, for them not to even have spoken yet. Um, I think that does speak volumes that not only ha have the Pelicans not connected them to, but Zion hasn't reached out. I mean, we all know Zion's like training, doing his thing elsewhere, but man, um, sheesh. I don't know what happens with that situation. I thought it was telling. Uh, the last two quotes are small quotes, but uh, Nikola Jokic says, I hate him when it comes to uh, Luka. And um, I just wanted to throw that in there because it's so fun because of the relationship. And I, I joked at the, the first segment of this, they have a super close relationship. Um, I, th <clears throat> I think the Luka... Uh, relationships have been analyzed across the league uh, when it comes to even relationships between star players have been analyzed across the league because, <clears throat> um, you know, so many relationships are formed at, um, you know, Team USA and these, you know, growing up and or colleges and, you know, draft classes, all this stuff. And uh, I feel like Team USA is brought up a lot between the stars. And obviously, Luca's not on Team USA, never will be. And, it's like, all right, can, can these guys form these relationships with guys around the league, Giannis and Luca, the international guys? And <clears throat> to see this, you know, this relationship between Luca and Jokic, I think it's really, it's really cool. One, it's really cool for content because they're a lot of fun to see, uh, see them joke around, play, you know, play around with each other and practice and all of that. But um, they just seem like they have a cool relationship. We'll see. Will they ever play together one day? Time will tell. Last quote I want to throw in here, Michael Jordan, the GOAT. Um, there's a little clip of him that the NBA shared of him you know, sneaking up on Luka kind of and wrapping his arms around. I mean, what a cool moment for Luka. I mean, MJ acts like, I mean, they're family. And uh, just wrapping him up is like they hadn't seen each other in a while. I mean, just talking it up. And you can see in the clip, MJ, and he says a few things to him, but he says, hey, stay healthy. And, and I just throw that in there because one, it's hard to really you know, like uh, articulate anything that's, that was fully said in that clip or in that video. But uh, you can see him, you know, tell Lucas stay healthy, how much he, you know, keeps up with Lucas game. Obviously Lucas, a Jordan athlete. Um, it's just, I mean, I, what a cool moment. I mean, when the, the goat, a guy like Michael Jordan, who, you know, it's not like he's there at every NBA event ever. You know, he's the most visible guy in the world. He's kind of. Um, but just to have that moment with him and just to, I mean, Luca, as far as this next generation, I thought it was a cool touch from the NBA to have when they have, you know, the 75 you know players out there at midcourt. They had the, the younger generation, the next generation kind of uh, segue into Earth, Wind & Fire of, 
uh, you know, it was Jaw, I think it was Towns, um, I think it was Booker, and then Luca last reading the teleprompter was hilarious. But it does, you know, kind of it's that symbolism of the next generation of stars. And to, just to see MJ and Luca uh kind of do their thing right there and, and chop it up was was pretty cool. But um yeah, all-star weekend, man. Like I when I think about all-star weekend. You know, my wife kids me about it because it is such a um, I kind of build it up, you know, every year. I'm like, hey, I'll start weekend. I don't, we don't plan anything for the weekend. I don't care if I'm, you know, with with friends um, in the past. I've you know watched it with my dad, obviously growing up, uh, whether it's with our family or just sitting on the on the couch by myself. I will always make all-star weekend kind of its own separate thing i love every bit of it i love seeing the nba family um just come together and the stars and especially a moment like the top 75 and to see those players and to see dirk out there being honored with the other greats that we we've heard about our entire lives it was just it was so cool um just a, yeah just an honoring moment and stuff for the league and yeah we'll see uh, who's on that list, you know, 25 years from now that, and, you know, I joked at the beginning, Luke is going to be 47. Uh, you know, when that drops, will, uh, will he still be getting buckets somewhere, uh, as an older guy, will it be in the front office somewhere? Will it be on a yacht in Croatia, you know, with his family and kids? I have no clue. Um, but either way, it's just crazy how far away it is. Um, the next you know, round of this, the hundredth anniversary, but um fun 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 nba all-star game uh elam ending all of that steph just goes nuclear we all know that i mean him when steph is the, i mean arguably the greatest show in sports when he's you know shooting like that it's just so much fun and uh luka Doncic comes in with uh a whopping eight points but um he's got three of these under his belt already he's becoming like a, a vet with all-star weekend and uh, something tells me, something tells you guys that this is not going to be Luca's last uh, go around with the uh, the All Star Weekend festivities. But uh, guys, Nick will be back tomorrow. We have a few other things that to chat about the next Mavs game this Friday. So they have a little break. So uh, yeah, All Star game ends, and a lot of these guys hop on their planes, and uh, we'll see uh, what Luca's next Instagram post will be, what island he goes to. Uh, and all of that to take a break for a handful of days. <clears throat> and then they'll be back and at it uh, at Utah on Friday for this last stretch. And this last stretch will definitely be something we'll be talking about uh, over the next few days. So, uh, yeah, talk to you tomorrow. Peace out. Boom.